0: To the Sports and Stuff Podcast, presented by Team Media. Here's your host, DTJ. DJ.
1: Welcome to an all new edition of the Sports and Stuff podcast here on Team Media. For more information about the team, visit our website, www.theteam.media. Also on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, at The Team LLC. show is also available on your favorite podcast streaming service, including iTunes, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and Tune. We're on Amazon as of this week. We're internationally, wherever you get your favorite podcast services, or shows, look up this show, Sports and Stuff, presented by Team Media. For this episode, I definitely want to talk about the conference finals, want to kind of touch on my reaction to week one of the NFL season and a few other things, but let's kick off this edition with the best thing I've heard in sports. This week, Troy and Joe, I want to thank you for
0: all you do for the game. Joe, I know your dad would be very proud that you're following in his footsteps because tonight we're announcing that you are the recipient of this year's Pete Rozelle Award for 2020, making the Bucks the first father and son
1: to ever do so. Congratulations, Joe. Welcome to Canton. That's the sound of Fox Sports analyst extraordinaire Joe Buck being notified that he is the 2020 recipient of the Pete Rosell Award, thereby earning induction in the NFL Hall of Fame. Now, I'm not one to talk too much about sports analysts, more so out of envy, because I think if I could do it all over again, that's what my dream job would be. But it was just a very touching, moving moment especially in the purview that he joins his dad at Canton. I'm a sucker for stories about men and their fathers. And there's sometimes, you know, uncatchable dream of being what your dad was. And I'm not going to get all emotional and sappy, but whenever I see stories like that, they resonate with me. And for a moment, I could just appreciate the journey that Joe Buck, the man and the professional has been on just to make his dad proud. And with everything going on in the world today, coronavirus, death tolls, political, just drama, social and societal unrest, stories like this are needed. Moments like this are needed to remind us of what's truly important in this life. So, Joe Buck, I don't know you. Hopefully, one day I'll meet you. But regardless, congratulations on your induction into the Hall of Fame. And really, I think for you, uh, the honor to be immortalized with your dad. So, keep it tuned here, everyone. we get back from this break, I'm going to jump into the NBA playoffs.
0: First, I hold my hands out like they're on a steering wheel. Then I look over my shoulder. One, okay, cool guy. Two, three times. Next, oh, I put it in reverse. Meep, meep, meep. Then I take it up and down, up, up and down. And that kiddos is called the forklift. Dance like a dad. It's a great way to make a moment with your kids. Now that's dancing.
1: Sure beats flossing.
0: Visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council.
1: If you're worried your friend may be struggling, remember, you don't have to be there to be there. You could say how while you will get a fake tattoo. You could ask with an app if it works for you. You could chat on a game, kick off your flip flops. You could ask on your couch while you binge watch. Whatever, whatever, whatever gets you talking. Reach out to a friend about their mental health. Learn how you can help at SeizeTheAwkward.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council, American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, and the Jed Foundation.
0: Sports and Stuff Podcast is presented by Team Media. Check us out on the web, theteam.media, or on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at the Team LLC.
1: Over in the West, unless something really dramatic happens, Lakers Clippers, the one seed and the two seed, just as it should be. I know some people were concerned about the Clippers blowing that 16-point lead the other night. It's not going to happen twice. Kawhi is not going to let it happen twice. Boy, was I wrong. But I don't understand. Why? Why was I so wrong about this? You know, we just came with the right energy. We, we knew, you know, we had them against the wall and they weren't shooting well. And, you know, we just knew uh, we got the looks we won in the first half that didn't drop. And we just made them the second.
0: Um, You know, we just con- continue to play through it. Like we always have the series and, and this playoffs and um paid off, you know, so it's fun to, you know, silence everybody that's talking about us, talking negative about us. And, uh, you know, we're just going to keep moving on from here. But I think internally, we, we, we've always felt um, this is not a championship or bust year for us. Uh, you know, we, we can only get better the longer we stay together and the more we're around each other. Um, the more chemistry for this group, the better. Um, I think that's really the tell of the tape of the season. We just didn't have enough time together. I'm the coach, and, and I'll take any blame uh, for it. But we didn't meet our expectations, uh, clearly, uh, because we had... Uh, In my opinion, we'd still be playing.
1: Ever since Tuesday night's historic upset of the Nuggets over the Clippers, there's just been a lot of prognostication about things people project the Clippers need to do to get over the proverbial hump of merely just being title contenders to being title actualizers, And there's some really good arguments out there. I was especially taken aback by Paul George's comments alluding to issues with chemistry, especially given the context that they've literally have spent every day over the last couple of months together in the bubble. Comments that seem to be at least inferred or backed up by other players, including Kawhi Leonard. There's been a lot of conversations about Doc Rivers as coach, if he's capable of bringing him to the next level. And I would just tell people, let's slow down a minute. Yes, chemistry is important. Yes, they've spent every day over the last couple of months together, but this has just been a weird sort of season. And I don't want to make excuses for them. They're grown men. They're professionals. You know, every other team that has been in the bubble has to deal with a lot of the same restrictions and challenges as them being restricted from family sort of being cooped up and outside of routines. We actually talked about that in week one as we were thinking about this NBA season, how much bubble life would play a factor. So really, it's really just playing out the way we thought. There there were just weird challenges that are hard to account for in this season. But to me, there's really no reason from a talent standpoint the Clippers should not have beaten the Nuggets, but they didn't. They didn't pull the trigger I look incredibly stupid because I was already looking forward, like a lot of fans, to Clippers Lakers in the Eastern Conference Finals, and it's not to be. So we got to move on from it. But on to this year's iteration of the Conference Finals. Let's stay in the West. Game one happening a couple of days ago. Yeah, that doesn't look like a good matchup with the Nuggets and the Lakers, and The challenge for the Nuggets is simply going to be this. Even if they can keep games close down the stretch, they're playing a very physical Lakers team that has a locked-in assassin in LeBron James. Now, let me qualify that. Because if you were to ask me in NBA history who the top five assassin, late-game assassins are, assassins, I mean, people who, if you put the ball in their hands... They can be guaranteed a win or they have a higher probability of a win. LeBron James isn't in my top five of late game assassins. and, and that's not me being a LeBron hater. I' think I in my top five, I put Dell Curry above LeBron James. Not even Steph Curry, Dell Curry above LeBron James. But here's the thing. LeBron is motivated. He was just stiffed from being MVP, which is an award he wanted, he coveted, he felt like he deserved over Giannis. He's motivated. And I'll take a motivated LeBron James for the remainder of the playoffs over anyone else in the league today, because he's going to play angry. He's going to play motivated. And when games are close, he has extra incentive to win. Love him or hate him, This is just who LeBron James is. When he has a reason, when he's motivated, when he's focused, he is truly one of the best to ever play. So I can see the Nuggets, you know, stealing a game or two here or there. I do not see that series going to seven unless there is a significant injury. And even if it does, even if the Nuggets do the impossible again, and go to their third consecutive seven-game series, there's just something in me that says LeBron wants it more. So I wholeheartedly see the Lakers overtaking the Nuggets in the Western Conference Finals. The Eastern Conference Finals is a very interesting matchup to me because I didn't have the heat anywhere on my radar And I'm just going to keep it honest. I didn't have them beating the Bucs. I sure as heck didn't have them in a competitive series against the Celtics. And on all fronts, they are just proving me to be an idiot because they are a really good team. And I want to emphasize that word team because I think that's really the key to their success. Everyone understands their role. Jimmy Butler is not trying to be Showtime ish. He's willing to surrender the ball. He's willing to surrender himself, play good defense. And they're just a defensive juggernaut. Bam, a bio. Everyone's talking about the block of all time. And it was a truly outstanding play to force game one um, into overtime as it did. But that's going to be a really good series. I do think the Celtics will win a game or two if they can get it to a game six. Let's have another conversation at that point about what will happen in game seven. But so far, the Heat are up and the Celtics got to get game three. There's just no way around it. They have to win game three or this series might be over. And so if it plays out the way that it's trending, you would have a Heat-Lakers final selfishly and for historic reasons, given the teams that are left, I would like to see Celtics Lakers just because the Celtics and Lakers rivalry is historic in NBA lore. And it would be a nice cap to a 2020 season to have a young upstart Boston Celtics team against sort of the old guard in LeBron and and the Lakers franchise, two of the most populated fan bases in our league. That's just me personally. That's me being a bit romantic about the history of the league, but it will be what it'll be. And even if it comes down to be Heat Lakers or Heat Nuggets or Nugget Celtics, it'll be a good series where I'm just happy to have basketball back. And a couple of months ago, If we just keep it open and honest, we didn't even know we'd finish the season. So to even be at a place where we can pontificate about the playoffs and who will be in the finals is a win in itself. So let's see. Let's see if these Heat can sweep. I don't think they will. Let's see if the Nuggets can make it a series. I don't think they will. But as a parent from last week, I've been wrong before. Keep it tuned here. We'll talk NFL.
0: Sports and Stuff Podcast is presented by Team Media. Check us out on the web, theteam.media, or on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at the Team LLC.
1: Week one of the NFL 2020 season is in the books. And I got to tell you, the first week's slate of games was really, really good. I talked a little bit last week about how good the Chiefs looked in their 34-20 victory over the Titans. But that slate of games on Sunday was outstanding. The Packers over the Vikings, 43-34. Aaron Rodgers probably looked better in week one Of this season than at any point in the 2019 season, in my estimation. Of course, my Browns got trounced by the Ravens, but they sort of redeemed themselves um, a few nights ago in the Thursday night game. Some other standout performances, even though they lost, I was really impressed with the Falcons and the cadre of weapons they have. Todd Gurley, Calvin Ridley, Julio Jones, Matt Ryan is just steady as a quarterback as they come. They just ran into a buzzsaw of a team in the Seattle Seahawks and they their retooled defensive foursome. Just an outstanding performance. I'm expecting a lot of good things from both teams, actually. And how about Cam Newton leading the new look, New England Patriots, to a victory over an old nemesis, the Miami Dolphins, and another good performance. We're going to see how legitimate the Patriots' chances are at maintaining atop the AFC East as the season goes along. I I think one of the more impressive wins for me was Washington beating the Philadelphia Eagles. Just that Washington defense looks good. Chase Young and and team just look outstanding, but As something I said last week, I'm going to reiterate, week one in my estimation isn't really telling us a whole lot about how this season will play out. So I'm going to be a little bit slow before I form what I think are like really season shaping thoughts and ideas about how this season will go. But for a week one performance, they looked really, really good. Know a lot of people who read my article are looking at that Bucks Saints game. Like, really, you think that Bucks team is really gonna do damage? And I gotta tell you, I even wrote in my article that's available on team.media um, about the 2020 season that I expected the Bucks to get blown out in that game. And a part of that was Tom Brady really acclimating to a new team, a new coaching style playing in the NFC on a full-time basis with a division rival in the Saints that when they're clicking, the Saints are a tough team to beat. But Tom Brady is going to, I don't want to say return the form because it's hard to return when there are so many differences about his surroundings, a different coach, a different scheme, a different set of players. But with so much talent and weapons around him, He's going to get back to being an elite quarterback, at least in my estimation. They're going to string some wins together starting week two. And then the conversation will change about, you know, if this fit in Tampa Bay is really good for Tom. So just just hang tight for all of you who are ready to bury them already. And then the Rams and the Cowboys, I'm not really going to say much about the Cowboys. Again, I wrote about them in my 2020 outlook. The Rams look good. They got the right idea. Get the ball out of Jared Goff's hands as fast as you can. Play really solid defense. You'll be in a lot of ball games. So as we think about week two, um, which kicked off Thursday night with the Browns, really impressive win over the Bengals. Um, I'm excited about this week. The Browns, my beloved Browns. That running game is outstanding. Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, you know, getting touches to Odell Beckham and Jarvis Landry, keeping Baker Mayfield upright. He did throw a late interception that was kind of boneheaded. But if they could just get consistent performance out of their stars, consistent production, minimize mistakes, let that defense do what it's supposed to do. The Browns will be a force to reckon with in this 2020 season. And I know some people laugh, and every year we have hope for the Browns, and, you know, you win a couple of of games, and then all of a sudden you think you are something. They just have too much talent to not not make an impact, in my opinion. And as long as the coaching is solid, as long as they're healthy, because health is going to be an underlying factor for every team in the league— I think the Browns are going to do some serious work this year. And, you know, I could be wrong. It's the Browns after all. And for most people, they'll believe it when they see it. As a fan, I'm one of those people. I'll believe it when I see it. But again, in my 2020 outlook, I at least out, I at least lay out what I think the path towards the playoff looks like. So we'll see. So far, they're sticking to what I thought they would do through the first two weeks. So... Stay tuned. As far as other key games this week, um, Falcons-Cowboys is going to be a good game. An 0-2 Cowboys, eh, that just wouldn't be a good look. So we'll see if they can redeem themselves. Also looking forward to the Panthers-Buccaneers game. I do think it will be a bit of a high-scoring affair unless the Buccaneers are able to clamp down on Christian McCaffrey, which for fantasy... Uh, purposes I hope doesn't happen because I need Christian McCaffrey to have a monster game and for my outlook to be right though I need the Bucks to win uh, Lions Packers the Lions lost a heartbreaker of a game they had that game up until the last couple of minutes and you know they they look pretty good but the Lions they're, they're in a similar situation to me as the Browns they have to learn how to win And when they learn how to win a couple of games, they then have to learn how to string wins together in order for them to have legitimacy. Um, But I expect the Packers to hang more than a few points on the Lions this weekend. I just don't see it any other way. Um, A game that I'm really going to be interested in is the Cardinals hosting Washington. I want to see if this defense for Washington is really legit Um, especially going up against DeAndre Hopkins and that revitalized receiving core for the Arizona Cardinals. I want to see what they can do outside of the NFC East. So let's see if Washington is legit. Another game that I think I'm really interested in, Titans and Jaguars. Jaguars pulled out a miracle victory last week. Titans could really do some serious damage. I, I think people are now onto the formula, play solid defense, hand the ball off to, to Derrick Henry, don't have a lot of stupid turnovers, You know, play really efficiently, and you can win ball games in this league. So let's see if that plays out. I think the game of the day on Sunday will be Patriot Seahawks. Again, this will be the first real competition Cam faces behind. Um, That Patriots front line and, you know, with his receivers. So let's see what they can do against legitimate defense in the Seahawks. I expect Russell Wilson just to have a dynamite game. I think he's going to at least run for a touchdown. He's going to pass for a couple of touchdowns. Um, if If the Patriots defense doesn't show up to play, that game can get out of hand, but it'll be good to watch. And then the Monday night game this week, Saints Raiders. I'm expecting the Saints to play really well, although that injury to Michael Thomas will hurt them a bit. They do have they have plenty of other weapons. Alvin Kamara is good for another two touchdowns, and then some other receivers you've never heard of are probably good for a touchdown. Really, that's going to come down to the Saints defense being able to hold the Raiders in check and as long as they can. That's a totally winnable game without Michael Thomas for the New Orleans Saints. So all in all, I'm looking forward to an action-packed week, two. Let us know what you think. What games are you looking forward to? How do you think the week will play out? Hit us up on our website, www.theteam.media, or on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, at The Team LLC. Okay, a quick break, and we'll jump right back in. Keep it tuned here. If you're worried your friend may be struggling, remember, you don't have to be there to be there. You could say how while you will get a fake tattoo. You could ask with an app if it works for you. You could chat on a game, kick off your flip flops. You could ask on your couch while you binge watch. Whatever, whatever, whatever gets you talking. Reach out to a friend about their mental health. Learn how you can help at SeizeTheAwkward.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council, American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, and the Jed Foundation.
0: Here, we talk sports and stuff. Join the conversation. www.theteam.media or Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at The Team LLC.
1: Yankees fans, could you blame me for being so upset? Last week at the lackluster season our beloved New York Yankees were having, clinging to an eighth spot, really just looking lethargic and pathetic. With all of this talent, it just didn't make sense. And I know there are a lot of you who felt the exact same way I felt. But man, what a difference a week makes in, in the span of one full week, and really taking it back from last week, Thursday, through now, the Yankees have just been on a massive 10-game winning streak where they're just not winning games. They are destroying opponents. Destroying. I think at one point this week, they hung 20 runs on some poor team. Was that the Blue Jays? But this is the performance... I wanted to see. This is the version of the New York Yankees I was hoping for when I went on my rant last week because this is who we thought the Yankees were. And it's good to see the sense of urgency they have about their position in the season. And they're just taking it seriously. And I knew if they would just take it seriously, I didn't necessarily expect a 10-game winning streak but I knew they would win more games than they had. And they've totally been able to reverse their fortunes in the span of a week, moving all the way from the eight seed where they were last week into the four seed. So let's kind of recap what's happening in the AL playoff race. If the playoffs started today, the number one seed is the Tampa Bay Rays and if you remember from my 2020 outlook I told you guys to just watch the Tampa Bay Rays. They've been on this trajectory over the last couple of seasons where they could have made more noise in the AL East if it had not been some historic versions of the Boston Red Sox and the New York Yankees both winning 100 games over the last two seasons. The the Rays have been up there as 90 win teams. So it really should be no surprise that they are at the top of the AL East. I, I sort of projected them to still come in second, Yankees being first, but I'll take it considering how the Yankees have been slumping that the Yankees are even in that 1-2 conversation in the AL East. It was looking like it was going to be the Blue Jays of all teams. But the 1-8 matchup would be the Rays and the Blue Jays. The 2-7 would be the White Sox and the Indians. The three six would be the Athletics and the cheat stroke, I mean, the Astros. The four five would be our beloved Yankees and the Twins. So I totally think things are lining up for the Yankees to still win the AL. I foresee them in a tough matchup with either the Athletics or the Rays. Um, but I think that they're pitching and they're hitting if it continues, if it stays strong throughout the playoffs. They're going to be the team to beat. I'm not going to care about records or any other baseball metric. It's going to come down to desire. And as long as the Yankees want it more, they should come out of the AL as I projected. In the NL, no real surprises. I kind of felt like the Dodgers were head and shoulders above every other team. And they're clearly the one seed. They deserve to be the one seed in the NL. Um, Their 1-8 matchup would be against the Cincinnati Reds, who I told you guys also in my outlook to keep an eye on. I felt like things were set up for the Reds, especially in this shortened season, to really turn heads. And that's what they've done. Now, they're clinging to that 8 seed. We'll talk about that in a minute. But they would be the first round matchup for the Dodgers. The 2-7 would be the Cubs and the Phillies. The 3-6 would be the Braves and the Cardinals. And the 4-5 are a pair of surprise teams, the Padres and the Marlins. Two teams that I didn't even think would collectively win 30 games, let alone be the 4-5 matchup. Um, Really wonderful surprise there. Now, the team that I did not mention is the the San Francisco Giants. If you remember from my outlook, I really felt like the Giants were actually supposed to be better than the Athletics. Uh, sort of got that one wrong, but the six, seven, and eight slots in the in the NL are all separated by a game. So with less than ten games left, there's still an opportunity for the Giants to sneak in there. Personally, just so I could save face, I would like to see either the Phillies or the Marlins or the Padres or one of those teams can slip out. And I know that's horrible. Let's say if you're in San Diego or Florida, you don't want to see either team. Um, so the Phillies can be the sacrificial lamb, so to speak, because I want to see the Giants make it just so that I can be shown to be somewhat smart in ba- baseball predictions. But but they're they're out of it by game. They They need to at least win six of their last nine in my estimation to even stay in the conversation and have a shot at an eight or a seven. So we'll see what happens. Um, They're right on the outside looking in. Hopefully they can get in. So if everything goes according to how I see it and plan it, and it rarely does, we're on our way to a Yankees Dodgers world series. It's not to say the AL won't be action-packed and full of challenges for the Yankees or the Rays, but I would just like to see the historical teams make it to the championship game in both the MLB and in the NBA. I just think a Celtics-Lakers final in the NBA would be good for the league, just as a Dodgers-Yankees World Series would be good for Major League Baseball as a way to kind of reset after the pandemic. Um, Just my personal thought, I'm I'm a bit of a, Romantic for history. And, you know, I just think on paper it would galvanize sports fans to see these historic teams there. But, you know, like most things this year is a surprise. It's likely that the the final games, the final series in both leagues will be what we did not anticipate, much like this year is what we did not anticipate. Let's see where we are a week from today. And with that, we'll end tonight's episode. Again, I thank you guys for taking the time to check us out. Hit us up on social media, on the website. Again, our website, www.theteam.media. Read our blog posts and articles. Check out previous editions of this show and other shows that we do. And let us know what you think. Hit us up on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. At the Team LLC, I want to know your take. I want to know what you think of this show and every show. So don't be shy. Let us know what you think today. Lord willing, will be back next week with an all-new edition. And until then, remember... You can do it! You
0: can do it! You can do it! You can do it! You can do it. You can do it! You can do it! You can do it! You can do it! we can and yes we will